Welcome to the Spooky October episodes. Hello, Banjo here. So this week we're kind of starting off our very late October scarier themed episodes. And we're talking about In Dark Alleys, a game from an independent publisher that is kind of an interesting take on modern horror. So, you want to hear a story, huh? <laughs> Have I got a story for you? I was over here minding my own business when suddenly. <laughs> An old friend came in from out of town. Someone stole my car. There was an earthquake. A terrible flood. Who put that crab there? Crab? I didn't see any crab. Don't tell me there were two crabs. They work in pairs. You better have a damn good explanation for this. No, now go away or I shall taunt you a second time. Hello, folks at home. (laughs) Or in your car or wherever you listen to our lovely, lovely podcast. We greatly appreciate you very much. Yeah, so just some behind-the-scenes stuff. We usually do, like, a moment of silence in the beginning, just so I can kind of cut out some of the background garbage noise. But anyway, who cares? This is Let the Dice Roll. Yes. I'm Raspithair. My name is Banjo. And tonight's topic is something spooky. <laughs> yes, it's October. Yes. It is actually well, late. Yes. Mid, Mid-October? Yes. When this comes out, it should be mid-October. We should start a little bit earlier, but anyway, well, we just thought about it not too long ago, so forgive us. Please? Uh, well, to, yeah, yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, to, to be fair, I thought of the idea a couple weeks ago, hmm. and we told you, oh. because... Well, you and I were both sick on the day that we were supposed to record. Oh, recorded another episode. Okay. Yeah, so we skipped a that was a sick day. recording because of sick day. Oh, uh, okay. That's why I didn't get to you earlier when really I should have just said, Hey, Rashbather, in a text message, what do you think about doing a Halloween kind of thing discorded me on our discord server yeah or you know for all of october (laughs) no i didn't do that because i'm an idiot (laughs) anyway this is yes as banjo was about to say i was about to say something completely different but yes this is going to be our little we're gonna at least finish off the month of october with spoopy stuff stuff that are well mainly horror of actually two two I think both topics are, are, they're both similar horror. It's just in different ways to simulate the same type of horror. Yes, we're doing, yes, we are doing horror-like RPGs. Yes. They are not the scariest RPGs in the whole world. No. But you can make anything, well, you can make any RPG scary. It's just these both these games we're going to be talking about in, the, in this episode and the next are meant to be played as scary game tonight. Okay, a game from a publisher 
Yeah. Whose who's name I'm going to butcher, but I believe it's Vajra Enterprises. V A A R A? Oh, uh, yeah. V A J R A. Yes. Okay, there's, I, I put too many A's in. So Vajra, V A J R A, Enterprise. Yes. Where they're, they have a little subtext called, as I'm looking at their website, Dark Worlds to Explore. Mm-hmm. Is their flavor text. Nice. That's the publisher. It's actually kind of an yeah. independent, or it's a smaller publisher, yeah. which is, to me, really cool, because I love small yeah. things. Um, oh, yes. We're going to do a later episode on them, because there's a whole bunch of topics we want to <gasps> cover. Oh, yeah. We're just only covering one of their lines tonight what is the name of that game today the name of the game is in dark alleys what yes how too scary well perfect for october (laughs) yes indeed it is actually it's one of i to be fair i am not a fan of horror in general okay um, for a lot of reasons, but mostly because I like to be able to sleep at night. <laughs> oh, okay. The, I do make exceptions for psychological horror. Yes. So, okay. Silent Hill, Silent yeah. Hill, In Dark Alleys, Call of Cthulhu. Yes. Um, and, you know, things that are more like, more mess with your head. Rather than, oh, let's have a lot of blood and gore and violence and scary things like that. Because to me, that's just not appealing. It's just gross. It's like, why? Oh, yeah. You're, you're not so much of the gore horror. You want just, you want to think about what yeah. terrifies you. <laughs> right. If that guy is not crawling into my head and whispering sweet nothings in my ear while doing so, it's not a good horror film to me. All right. So, for the folks at home, here's a elevator pitch for it. Actually, out from the book, the neat thing about the uh, In Dark Alley's book, at the back of it, there's actually little flyers that you can put in your gaming store if you want to run a game of it. In Dark Alley's is a modern-day horror game. Everything we think and know about our society, our universe, ourselves, is a lie. Heretical philosophies and religious religions hold pieces of the truth, yet no living human knows the whole truth about the world. Players play members of the touched, people who have peeked behind the curtain. The experience has left them with powerful supernatural abilities, but it has also put them in terrible danger. Nice. And this is uh, behind the scenes, actually. Me and Banjo... We've actually beta test this game back in the day. You and I have our names in... Yeah, in the book. Well, not just that book, but most of the other books. <laughs> so ah. we missed out on two or three of them, but I think you and I actually signed well, Yeah, I know we did another one, but I'm not sure we got in time to get our names in the other one, unless... Well, well, we'll go over those points whenever we do the Vajra episode. In Dark Alleys is, as we said before, is a horror game. And as I read the here, you play as one of the people who has seen a little bit of the truth of the world. And unlike some horror games that where you play just normal people who really don't have much 
ways to combat against those or deal with said horrors. Here you can. You have abilities that either can so able to see. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yes, no, no, it's fine. I'm just trying to help you out there. So in a lot of other horror style games, yeah, you're pretty much a basic boring human. You can go investigate, and you can use boring, mundane stuff. With In Dark Alleys, you're actually a little bit more. Yes. You have, yeah, you are still a mortal human being. Oh, yes. However, you also have special powers, if you were. Yes. You have been gifted or cursed, or however you want to look at it, with... Something else that normal humans do not have. Yes. How's that? Perfect. That works. Yeah. For the truths that you discovered, you're able to use those truths to aid yourself in your investigations and your either own personal fight or own just exploration into the world as a, as such. The neat thing about In Dark Alleys is its cosmology is... You're not going to face werewolves, vampires, ghosts, or things like that. Not, not, not the mundane supernatural. No, these are. This is. Uh, it's like Call of Cthulhu. There's these eldritch horrors. No one understands the world, and there's these things in the world that don't, of course, make normal sense. There are bad guys in this game. That do not appear anywhere else because no, this whole universe is unique. Yes, uh, it's kind of like Silent Hill in that Silent Hill has its own set of bad guys that yeah. are not found anywhere else because of the circumstances that created Silent Hill. There are basically there are big bad scary things that go bump in the night and they yeah. Are- generally unidentifiable as anything other than a big bad scary thing that you have no idea what it is. Yes. And half the thing is try to figure it out as best as your senses can allow. <laughs> yeah, and, and process, yeah. you're trying not to get eaten or yeah. corrupted in some way. Or corrupt- it's yeah. a big bad guy that with Un, it's a not unnamed big bad guy. Yeah. And also, figure out how to not make the world a worse place than it was when you last left it. You're trying to help the world. There's room to make mistakes and make the world worse than it was before. Which is almost worse than most other games, because there's actually a chance of failure. And, it's, and to me, it's... I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. I'm gonna, <laughs> so, jumping around these points as it comes pop in my head, that when for each session, there is, for the adventures they have in the book, they have a small little checklist, which gives you experience and takes away experience depending on what happens. Which, as I mentioned before, well, if you can, if you help the world, yeah, you get you get more experience, but if you actually find a way to somehow hinder and make things worse than they are, you lose experience. And for horror, I for this as a horror game, this is the only game system I've noticed where you can, that is possible, make things worse than they are. While Call of Cthulhu, 
Yeah, you don't make things worse. You just basically, you don't change anything. Or you just go insane or die. Here, you can actually make the world worse than it is. Yeah, but I... Because you have powers to do stuff, and those powers can backfire. But I suppose you could use that same type of mechanic in other games, but... True, yeah. Yeah, it's not normally that. This brought it in. This made prevalent. (laughs) Oh, yeah. The... In or with in dark alleys, it's it is po- entirely possible that your actions could be helping the bad guy without you knowing it, and therefore you have failed and murdered the entire world, <laughs> even though you thought you were just helping a young child cross the street. <laughs> For a quick meta reference. The the big bad of In Dark Alleys is the powers that be. And the powers that be is what you focus on the most, but even the powers that be have their own masters, which is a scary thought. <laughs> yes, it is. In a general session of a In Dark Alleys game, there's, like any horror, there's usually a mystery attached to it. So, your characters find a mystery, try to figure out how to solve it and the ways they understand the world and try to succeed at it. And anything, usually what causes these mysteries is usually either the machinations of the powers that be or trying to at least push back the powers that be that hindered the development of the natural human. And each touch has a different view on what the natural human condition should be. Right. So, in a way, it's almost like X-Men and um, mutants, right? So, there are people that that want to encourage mutants to, you know, harness their powers and become productive members of society. And then there are other people that are like, no, mutants are bad. All mutants are bad. We cannot train them. They're uncontrollable. Right. Well, more, that's, that's not a good metaphor. (laughs) Um, honestly, think more about the, actually the best way to think about it is pretty much you're really playing Anarchists. Okay. Rares of reality. Of the material plane. So we are playing anarchists of reality. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Because the powers that be want to keep the... Wants to keep reality as it is. Mm -hmm. Because it keeps humanity where they are. Keeps them subservient. Keeps them doing the thing without getting too much powerful. That they are right. natural. Uh, the touched are examples of humanity to potential. So to put it differently, we're effectively playing, or players within In Dark Alleys are playing reality deviants that are trying to <laughs> thwart the technocracy. Off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, where, that's exactly where I'm going with this. So players are acting as reality deviants. That are trying to show the entire rest of the world that man behind the curtain <laughs> and that man behind the curtain and the rest of his buddies who are, quote, the powers that be are trying to keep the curtain closed. And we're just like, no, show us a face, <laughs> you bastards. Got it. 
It's been a long, long time. I totally forgot <laughs> all of that info. All I remember is from the game is effectively a handful of the types of yes. reality deviant. Yes. Uh, uh, one of them was uh. Well, we so what? Well, we 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 we, we attack. We got slightly attached to a different one. So let's briefly go over what they are and who they are. So we can do that after the break. That's probably a good idea. So. After the break, we'll go more into the details of Indark Alleys. <laughs> At least. But Indark Alleys is a modern horror game. Players are human beings that have special powers yes. that can see beyond the curtain of reality to say, hey, this is what reality actually is. Actually. And they're trying to fight against the, quote, powers that be. Yes. That hinder... That hinder progress to its to its full glory. All right, we're back. So we're back. Yes. What we brought up in the first half is mm-hmm. just a very, very, very tiny piece of the meta plot. <laughs> yeah. There's a whole mess of stuff going on that's all covered in yeah. the book. Oh, yes. We're just trying to give you, like, the short, sweet version... Yes. ...of what is perhaps my favorite... I Yeah, it's my favorite horror... Definitely a game I would want to try to run again. Mm-hmm. I do have ideas I want to do. But... That's for another day. (laughs) Now we're going to start talking about the different types of characters you can play in this game. You can you can consider these types types of touch as different classes because they do have access to certain abilities that some touch don't have, and each one has a different flavor of how they view and what secrets they know of reality. So the touched. Or the player, the character's secret lives. Well, secret lives only because... Quotation marks, secret lot, lives. Yeah, because a lot of the people oh. in this game try to maintain day jobs. Yes. <laughs> right. It's like being a mage or a werewolf. Oh. You still, at some point, have... Mundane responsibilities to deal with, exactly. yeah. Exactly. Except for some corner cases, but yeah. Secret lives. Secret lives of the touched. (laughs) All right, so you have uh, the Androgynes. It's androgyny, but it's N-E-S androgynes. I can't read. Us butchering the word has not made it clear enough. These people believe most of these people tend to be queer. They are gender fluid. They are the ones where gender does not mean anything. Humanity at one point had one gender, or was all genders at once. Gender didn't matter. Gender is a restriction on the human soul. They are capable of changing their appearance to look how they wish. Some of them have learned to jump bodies to go from one person to another and ride others, not caring they mix people up. They don't care who they mix up. It's worth the experience for them to learn how to be a different person in a different body. Uh, let's see. Animus, which 
are people kin to voodoo practitioners or people of holistic uh, traditions of like voodoo, hoodoo, um, aboriginal style of religious practices. They do see the maladies of the world. They could actually find the creatures that causes illness and diseases can actually scare them away. Uh, I remember them because I almost wanted to play one, but there are a couple of other other types people <laughs> that caught my attention way more. And I'm like, man, these guys are awesome. <laughs> There's a couple that are coming up that are like, wow, that's really creepy. And on the end, just, yeah, like, no. Yeah. And animists tend to be one, uh, tend, to be, tend to be people of minority races, but they don't have to be. The next are cannibals, which are people who've learned or believe that the physical body is a prison. They have learned through religious fanaticism of any kind of religion. They've learned to lose a bit of their physical body to get a spiritual body that is more powerful and more dangerous than the human body could ever have been. Okay. Some of them have dropped off arms, and they gain a spiritual tendril that no one sees except for anyone who uh, sees souls. Can lift things is stronger than a natural human arm. You've seen some of them chop off their own legs. They can, looks like they can hover and move and run faster than anyone's ever seen. And even some of them has taken out their own brain. And yet they can still function. So, yes. And this is one of the ones that kind of weirds me out a little bit because they've kind of taken the phantom limb syndrome to an extreme level. In fact, I think one, like the first time I encountered a cannibal, the cannibals in the book rather, and I think this might've been in the playtest guide that we did. There's a cannibal that on film was just mutilating himself and talking like nothing was wrong, and then all of a sudden the knife was floating. He took the machete and just drove it straight into his own face. And I think that's when the film stopped. Let's and see. it was just I was, was yeah, I was that whole scene was just super weird. Yeah. And I'm like, these guys are absolutely crazy. Oh and yeah. I kept reading and I'm like, oh. Yep. He was doing that because every part of his physical being was only holding him back. Wow. Anyway, so So. (laughs) that was kind of like, that took the, hey, this is kind of a cool shadowy realm sort of game to, oh my god, Oh this yeah! Did we actually, forget to mention this is a uh, this is a mature game? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, also, as a quick side note, Raja's has made this as a burn immediately production. <laughs> it's a little warning they have in this in the front cover of the book. This book contains a lot of stuff that are very mature mental illness drugs crimes oh yeah back to the cult horror and all this fun stuff and they suggest if you're not prepared for this burn this book immediately (laughs) this is definitely a game for people that can hold their stomach 
and yeah. don't mind possibly having nightmares. <laughs> yes. Because And who don't who don't mind exploring just dark themes in general. Yeah, cuz there are some obviously tr- well there <laughs> there are some very clearly we're about to get the as later down the line see yeah. some more trauma inducing types of touch. Oh yeah, there's a lot of triggering material in, in yeah. this particular <gasps> trigger warning. <laughs> yeah, we should start with Well, that's fine. I'll, <laughs> we'll put all that in the, in the We'll put that in the, put that in the cult. <laughs> Beware, this is this game is for mature audiences only. If, if you are easily triggered, please skip to the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, let's continue. So, yeah. We're we're down three of eleven types of okay, touch. So go ahead, go ahead. So now we have Faustians, which are people. Faustians are people who either consciously or subconsciously have invited an alien presence into their mind, and this alien presence is linked to a place that. Over time, they've learned they have they learned interesting things about said places, and they have to they're kind of attached to them. But in trade of letting this alien presence in, they've learned to get insights on dangers happening. They can manipulate the weak willed. They can read minds, so on and so forth. And over time, they've learned they have to stay close to a certain place to keep the alien presence at bay. But it helps and also hinders them at the same time. Faustians are like Dr. Faustus. They effectively have made a pact with a devil-type entity, (laughs) demon. In this case, it's an alien presence. and It's it's truly alien because even saying it, having a pact with a demon still doesn't give it any justice. The presence that you've ex- the Faustians have accepted in their mind is truly alien. It's nothing that simple. Okay, so, <laughs> if you want to say it that way. So, let's keep going. Alright, so next, let's go to the one that Banjo liked, The Lost. They have, uh, through intoxication or least lack of thought, they've learned that Distance means nothing. While intoxicated or not with it, they can travel faraway places, even to other worlds and back. They even learned how to bring things from other places, like that happens to be in their bags, or like, ooh, I needed this biscuit. And look, there's actually a biscuit in here. Yeah, so they kind of have this pocket space, I guess you could call it. So they can either, quote, get lost themselves, yeah. which is usually like, oh, hey, look at that butterfly. Oh, the butterfly went around the corner. Uh, okay, well, I'm in New York, so that's kind of weird that there's a butterfly in downtown New York. Let me follow it. And then you turn the corner, and suddenly you're in Beijing. Yes. That's effectively getting lost. And that's awesome. Yes. Um, they can get anywhere once they figure out how to get lost properly. Next is outcasts. These people tend to be seers. They can see what's actually there. They can see the things that takes people's souls after death. They can even see the real monsters behind some people. 
They tend to be, they tend to look like schizophrenics. Mm-hmm. They say things they're not there, but they actually are. Mm-hmm. I really like them too, because these are the people that can really, really, really see behind the curtain. Like the curtain can yes. be closed with a lead lining, and yet somehow they can still see the giant monster spider that's just feeding on. They see what's really going on. <laughs> yeah, they see the actual reality for what it is, not just, hey, I've got this really cool trick where I can get lost or I can make myself stronger or I can be anyone or anything. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. Then we have now scribblers. <laughs> These are, they're, uh, they're academics by nature. They've read a lot of things, but they keep a lot of notes between the lines of pages. They've even been known to write cryptic texts on uh, walls and such. Through research and learning, they've learned how to get some other abilities that some of the other touched as well, like to get lost. They also learned how to manipulate their flesh, like the cannibals. Scribblers are really neat because all you really need is something to write with and something to write on. Yeah. And somehow things just sort of come to you, stuff happens, and apparently you can read, write all these weird languages. They're almost the most mundane of the group, but simultaneously the most powerful. Because to the average human being, it's just a bunch of gobbledygook, schizophrenic nonsense. But to other scribblers, it's like the, the entire secrets of the world. You know, for all yeah. we know, uh, the Voynich manuscript was written by a scribbler, and it's probably yeah. like the secret to life and everything in the universe. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and last, not least, we have Wonderlanders. At one point in your childhood, you you've, have fully, like Alice in Wonderland, they have their own imaginary world they've lived in they experienced, they explored, and you had one helpful adult to kind of help you along to explore this imaginative world. After a time, your adult friend left, and when you're fully grown, mundane life uh, has beaten you down. You remember the good old times, back in the times when you have that little imaginary friend that you played with all day long, and then one day, they came back, and they're real, and they're as real as you thought they were. When you're a child. And now, you can summon more friends from your childhood. You also can even visit said land that you imagined so long ago. The little things that you thought you could do as a child, like the fly or walk through walls or become invisible. You can do that now yourself. Yeah, so Wonderlanders always, to me, seems a little creepy. Well, the reason why it's a little creepy because there's at some point there is some subtext of implied child rape and implied pedophilia. Yeah, not cool. Yes, but at the same time, like you could also have a different reading of it where, as a child, you had a very active imagination. Oh yes, and that's common among all of them. Society has kind of. Don't do childish things. Your imagination was too active. Gotta grow up. Yeah. Yeah, you have to grow up. And then someday you realize, oh, now that I'm adult, I don't have to grow up. Screw you, adults. I'm gonna reminisce about what it like how awesome it was to be a kid. And now for some reason, when you do that, everything you knew as a kid 
quote imagination was yep. actually all real. <laughs> yes. And your friends from the past come to say hi. Yeah, and I, I kind of prefer that version. What we just said it was just basically what each individual touch should know about themselves. There's a GM section and and there's more deeper secrets in each of the touched. That even most touched don't even know. The game itself has a setting city that you can start off with is with Los Angeles, which does fit perfectly because it has a very diverse populace and all these touch can easily can easily see inhabiting somewhere in what corner some corner of Los Angeles or another. I think we glossed a little bit over like the horror some of the horror aspects and that's true the character stuff. So why don't I, I mean, I know we're going to, this one is probably going to run long, but whatever. Who cares? Yeah, that's fine. It's, it's my podcast. And I can do what I want. Let's go more into like the horror aspects of it. So we've met all, all right. the cast. Of- yes. Uh, obviously you could turn this into an episode of Heroes or some other, um, primetime dramatization. There's no, not necessarily horror in those because That's true. it has to be kind of, you know, toned down. So what makes Indirect Alley's tick as a horror game is really this oppressive force <laughs> that is always yeah. trying to get you. And there's the powers that be always want to keep the status quo. Right. So you're. You want to do your own thing, right? You want to go yeah. visit Tahiti. So you start thinking about it while you're hanging out in Los Angeles. You turn a corner. Hey, look, I'm in Tahiti. Yeah, I can have a nice vacation now. Not really, because you have just set off alarm bells everywhere. Yes. That- and also, sometimes you're not even get when you get lost, you're not even lucky to go to Tahiti. You might go to a place called the Deserted City, which. That's true. Which, um, there's nothing there. But when you go down the alleyways and streets of the deserted city, there's no signs of life. Every once in a while, you would see shadows dart just outside of your visual range. Mm-hmm. And then you would hear footsteps just ever so quietly. Yeah, so it's, that's very much a Silent Hill, Nightmare World <laughs> kind of thing, yeah. type of deal where... All of a sudden, one one minute you're in a normal reality, and then the next minute in a completely different place. Nothing is normal. Everything is dark and scary. Yeah, and you're pretty sure you're being followed, but there's no yeah. one around. Even the outcasts don't have it easy either. They they see what truly is there, but there's checks and balances. There's things that will watch out people who can see and just make sure they don't survive too long. So make sure that no one knows the truth longer than not long enough to at least divulge the truth to, to any other people. As Rasputin and I kind of alluded to is there's no getting away from this. Like the second you use your power, and I don't remember if this is an actual in-game mechanic or not. There are always things that are looking out for people like you. Yes. <laughs> as a as a character in this world. You yeah. obviously are trying to figure out what the heck is going on with reality, but reality knows a heck of a lot more about you than you do. <laughs> yeah. The things that look for the touched, there's no way to reason with these things. 
most everything else in this game is nowhere near human. No. It's a series of dark monsters and nightmares that are trying to rip you to pieces <laughs> because yeah. you know too much. <laughs> mm-hmm. And some of them may look human, but they're not. Yeah. That's th- like the actor. The actor <laughs> does not harm anybody. I, These things do. I, the jury... Well, the jury is still out on that. But yeah, so <laughs> these creatures, because they're, they are just cr- monstrous creatures, yeah, have no qualms about rip- ripping you in half. <laughs> yeah. It's, oh, hi, you can see me? That sucks for you. Spot. Yeah. Well, and they have no qualms of going after you and going through anything to do so, to go after you. Oh, yeah, because, again, you know too much. Yeah. They don't give a shit. As far as the entire rest of humanity is concerned, you're a nut job. (laughs) Yeah. No one believes you, which in itself is really scary. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Imagine having one of these powers and telling people about all the nightmarish things. Like, hey, Rasputin, you have a giant... (laughs) A uh, leech on your neck. It's about four oh. feet long, sucking, your, <laughs> sucking the soul, literal soul out of you. <laughs> and but you're not one of the touch, and you're just like, what the f- banjo? <laughs> what have you been smoking? Smoking, yeah. Like, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, no, you don't understand. <laughs> you know, and then like, yeah. I would see that every single day, not just with you, but with everybody. Hey, there's a giant monster just harvesting that building for some reason. And imagine just playing a game entirely of outcasts, right? Oh, yeah. See everything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. As much as I like outcasts, like that would just horrify me. Yeah. You know, it's like, no, no, no. I want to put the blinders on now. I'm done. (laughs) I'm done, but you can't because it's just built into your system. (laughs) Any final thoughts for the wrap-up? Final thoughts? If you're curious and you find someone who's (laughs) referenced back to Session Zero episode. If you're horror curious... (laughs) horror is a very specific genre that has a very specific fan base yes in dark alleys is going to is not going to appeal to everyone yeah it is not going to appeal to everybody it is very much the type of game where you have to be a big fan of psychological mind effery silent hill oh god i'm trying to think of any other movie um, even the Matrix to a point, because it's like, oh, yeah. wow, there's just like, mat- the Matrix is not necessarily a horror-style genre, but it's definitely yeah. one of those, oh, this could absolutely happen in real life, and there are people yeah. that believe that it is a real thing. Um, I'm trying to think, what other mental, there's a uh, lot well. of, like, mental horror-type <sighs> games out there. Yes, that is true. If you like horror, if you like scary stuff, this is a book worth buying. Buy the PDF copy from DriveThruRPG. 
or even buying a physical copy through Vraja Enterprises. Yeah. So the the physical copies from Vajra Enterprises are 19 bucks free shipping within the US. Unfortunately, the international shipping is like 25, but it's still a $20 oh. book. Yeah. Okay. For 20 bucks, you're getting a ton of game and the organic yeah. components set, which so orc the orc, orc yeah, which basically pow- which powers all of their games is actually free yeah. to download. So you could make your oh, yeah. own type of game using... Oh, the- yeah. And gives you plenty of ideas. You- they are proficient in making modern games, but you can, if you get the free orc rules, yeah, you can easily probably make it... You could probably do anything else you want. You could probably do sci-fi. You can do fantasy. Oh, yeah. You could do a whole bunch of stuff with it that we'll talk about later. Yeah. That's definitely another episode when we um, just feature them entirely. The other nice Hashtag please sponsor us. <laughs> the other really awesome thing about In Dark Alleys or Vajra in general is that with In Dark Alleys, if you buy the print copy, you can get a free PDF just by answering a little quiz. Let's wrap this one up. <laughs> yes. Leave us a voicemail at anchor.fm backslash let the dice roll. Uh-huh. They can also find us on Discord, social media, and email, all of which are available on our website, which is letthedicerole.com. Yes. Uh, And on your favorite listening podcast, you can rate and review us and tell how good or bad we are. And you, honestly, if you like your review, if it's a five star, we'll definitely read it if you want us to. We might even, and if you leave us a voicemail, let us know if you want, if we, if we can play your voicemail on the air. Yes. Because we can do that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, please leave us a five-star review. It helps us with ratings and getting in the lists. You can basically say whatever you want. You know, if, if you don't like us, then why are you listening? I guess they, I guess they want the pain of it, I guess. I don't know. I, 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 anyway, you but can, in, also yes. on anchor.fm/slash let the dice roll, you can support us directly with a monetary yes donation. Yes, uh, if I can remember correctly, you can do a one-time donation. You can even do an ongoing donation. Uh, if I can remember correctly. Yeah, so there you go. That's all our info. Um, we will be posting links to In Dark Alleys and Vajra Enterprises in the show notes. Yes. So have a good October, folks. Yes. We'll come back next time with some more horror gaming. Have a good day, night, and whatever time it is. So where you're listening this episode. Yes, and try not to let the shadows get to you. Yeah. As I swear, there's this creepy shadow in the corner of my room that's kind of giving me an eat nasty. Rasper's there? Are you there?